Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a follow on Facebook at facebook.com slash thegaragerockshow. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here with our special guest this week. What's going on, Dahlia? Good evening, Garage Rock Show listeners. And George, good to have you back, man. How was your guys' New Year's? Excellent. Low-key fun. And Charles, what's up? I fired a dog. Fired a dog, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Oh, I fired a dog. Look it up. Look it up. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Who who the fuck fires a dog? (laughs) Look that up. (laughs) That's your homework for after this show. Look up who (laughs) fires a dog. Uh, We got some giveaways for you guys this week. Our garage prize closet is your choice of either Long Strange Trip, brand new DVD, or it's a Blu-ray. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, One of my... Favorites of the year came out just a little bit ago. It's the Untold Story of the Grateful Dead, uh, Led Zeppelin's How the West Was Won Remastered 3D Set, or Pink Floyd the Early Years Blu-ray DVD CD Combo. Ooh. All you got to do is text the word GARAGE to 68683 for this week's giveaway to enter. Good luck. So how was everybody's New Year's? Ah, oh, it was great. Yeah? Yeah. We didn't, like we were saying, we just great. fell asleep. We didn't. We didn't even make it we, till midnight. We played a game of chess. <laughs> yeah, sounds so boring. Again, <laughs> playing chess, falling yeah. asleep early. <laughs> yeah, I, I played. I played uh, God of War four again. Oh, nice. Again, yeah. I've just been kind of revisiting that game, and then um, what's that? Actually, uh, I, I had it, and that was around the time that Daisha started getting real sick with her pregnancy. So I got like 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 80% through it and then I had to stop. Ah. So I'm rest- I'm restarting it from the beginning. Right. And I'm going through it all, but it's my all-time favorite game. Yeah. And so it's it's it was re- I I talked about it all the time. Like seriously, like Daisha after a while she was like, "Charles, fuck just fucking play the game." Cuz I was like, <laughs> you know, you know how like some people are like, you know, how some people are like, "Man, I really got to lose some weight or I really got to like, you know, kick back on the soda or something." I'm like, "Man, I really got to get back into God of War." <laughs> I get back into that game like, you know, I'll say that just randomly like we'll just be like hanging out at the like, supermarket. Oh. Yeah, so I'm on baby bonding right now, so um so now if I can, I can actually I, the baby's gotten to the point to where I can hold them both and if they're both kind of settled down, I can play. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. George, how was your uh, New Year's? Oh, it's great. Um, sober driver of a very small group of friends. Oh, nice, man. And Hero. You are doing the work of gods. Hero sir. status. <laughs> well, that <laughs> no. depends on who you ask, I guess. <laughs> no, yeah. that's that's an amazing thing to be a sober driver on New Year's Eve, man. Mm-hmm. So uh, props to you for that. You got to put up a shenanigans. <laughs> Did you guys hear about Netflix, uh, how they have these fake countdowns now yeah. for New Year's Eve? It's like a way to fool your kids into thinking that it's... New Year's Eve, you could press play on this Netflix thing, and it's like pre-set yeah. up to have a countdown. Oh, hey, ki- kids, come on. Hey, come on in here. And it looks like it's all happening, and it's real. And then yeah. there's like ones with uh, cartoon characters and stuff. And yeah. Have you ever tried that, Charles? No, but I've seen the um, I've seen the the Tales of Arcadia. That's actually a, a, a kid show that was created by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's pretty cool. It's made by DreamWorks and Guillermo del Toro, like, you know, teamed together to make nice. it in a... But they have one. They had one. And I watched it. Um, 
it's yeah, it's pretty good. They have another one for Happy Birthday. They do for Happy Birthday. So they're not just doing it for New Year's. They're doing it for all kinds of stuff. Like it's just the cast of Tales of Arcadia singing Happy Birthday for a minute. That's right, and you can play thing. it for your kid, and the kid's like, "Wow, that's yeah. so cool." <laughs> they got all, they got other ones too. Like they've got um, the Mickey Mouse Club, like Kill Santa. They've got like you know some other pretty graphic ones where the Easter Bunny like you know finds out that it's not real. You know he takes off like a hat and stuff. Oh wow! No, I'm lying. I just made all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that'd, be, that'd be pretty intense. <laughs> we can shatter your child's yeah. dreams. You know, nobody, nobody said play. shit when I said the Mickey Mouse Club kills Santa. I like that one. I was, I was waiting for this. I thought that was I'm another slang. Guillermo del Toro uh, yeah. film. I know it. It could be honestly like a Pan's Labyrinth type thing with Santa Claus. Uh, not too many new releases this week uh, on the Billboard charts. Randy. J- Jacob Banks, Randy Hauser, Rob Baird, Soil Work, and uh, You Tell Me. That's it. Oh. Uh, not, not too many good ones coming out this week. But the Coachella lineup was announced, guys. Here's the lineup. Uh, it was announced today, actually. Childish Gambino. So here's the lineup. What I didn't guys? know Janelle Monet was a, a musical artist. What do you mean? Oh Isn't yeah, she, yeah. She I put thought, out one of the top she's albums a of the year. Fantastic front person. Was I thought? Is it, am I thinking the wrong person? Isn't she an actress? I know she was on the cover of Rolling Stone. Absolutely, yes. She broke into film too. Yeah, yeah. She's a singer first. What's I up think. with Jaden Smith on there? Oh, that's Will Smith's kid. Yeah. Huh? Oh man. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't. Wild know Wild was. West Part Three. <laughs> he's it, that is he he's the one who's been dressing all funky right lately like he's been really expressing himself in a weird way oh i don't know like what do you mean oh like his outfits are like it looks like neo from the matrix half the time it's like <laughs> it's like a mixture between billy corgan circa 1999 and and like some i don't know some weird transcendental like house type thing his <laughs> his outfits and his his demeanor are just weird wow are you checking out this lineup, George? Anything grabbing your yeah, attention? Yeah, I'm trying to make out the small print. My, you know, me as well. So I don't have anymore. my glasses on. And they actually, no rock. A lot of the yeah, well, Tame Impala is a headliner for Saturday night. They're, um, but I mean, that's kind of a stretch. I don't know if they're even headliner status. And I mean, they're in Australia. Is, this well, seems very catering to Australians too. In this, uh, in that regard, that I don't feel so bad now. In, in my first instincts, to say that this is a somewhat of a weak. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. The yeah. last Coachella Chris and I went to, we were able to see Jello Biafra and oh, yeah. the Strokes. Nice. And well, let's not focus on that. We're looking on yeah. what, what we got here, and anything that's grabbing your attention, though, on this, you know, only Childish Gambino. If not, then say Blood Orange. No, I ain't trying to be negative, guys. Shouldn't have said that. No, no, it's it's nothing, nothing. It's it's cool. It, I don't think it's a very good lineup. I think I'm out of touch. Because the truth is, touch. they're playing Coachella, and I'm not. What you if know? I was to yeah. say, fuck this Coachella? What if I was to say that? Then that's fine. That's the totally... I'm saying I'm yes. going to save up I'm for going to fest. agree with Charles. The only thing that's uh, perking my attention is Aphex Twin, and he hasn't toured in quite some time, so that's pretty Okay, cool so Childish can be known Aphex, Aphex Twin. Twin is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, I guess some of the rocking bands... They're very well, small. Bass Nectar's there. Like Ty Seagal and White Fence. He's actually pretty good. Um, oh, there's one called Let's Eat Grandma. Kay Trinata <laughs> is actually a good producer. <laughs> yeah, Let's Eat Grandma's actually a good band. They're yeah. a Are good, they? good rock band. Yeah. Oh, that's they're, cool. They're like kind I'll, of a punk band. I'll I check think. them out. Yeah. Um, some of those other smaller ones, but there you go. So that's uh, just announced. Check it out for yourselves. We'll have it up on our Facebook page. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Wait, go back to the second one. Idris Elba? Yeah. Idris Elba? He's oh, a wasn't he a DJ? 
Yeah, he's a DJ. I didn't know that. Yeah, he he's does, like the hardest working man in Hollywood. Huh? He does. <laughs> yeah, he does like DJ sets. I don't see anything past uh, the third line, really. So where is he at? Better oh, or worse? You didn't know this is, is also an eye test. I know. Jeez, you can't. You I'm really like, can't I'm, read past the third line. For all you listeners, my hands oh. reaching out. I'm trying to like trace the line. It's not oh happening God. for all me. Right, we're moving on. <laughs> Uh, all right, check this out. Look at this ripoff. Nah, what a rip. Yeah, total ripoff. So here's the shirt. I'll post it on our Facebook page so you guys can check it out. Uh, Nirvana sues fashion designer Mark Jacobs. They have followed a filed excuse me, a lawsuit against fashion designer Mark Jacobs over a design featured in the brand's Redo Grunge collection. Uh, according to TMZ, Nirvana's lawsuit centers on a design featuring a squiggly yellow smiley face which is very similar to the trademark owned by the band since 1992. <laughs> uh, so what do you guys think? Is that That's pretty... Uh, oh, yeah. Like a blatant ripoff. And right? this isn't his first runaround with, with ripping people off like he's done it before. Yeah? Mm-hmm. This designer? Yeah, this, this specific designer has done it before with other, with other artists. So the exact origin and the meaning of the smiley face logo... Uh, and its drooling mouth and crossed-out eyes are unclear, but most people believe it was drawn by Cobain and made it first its first appearance on a flyer for the release party for his band's classic Nevermind album in September 1991. So that's kind of interesting. But that's definitely a blatant ripoff, right? I oh, mean, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, good, good luck on Who was the, the like, executor of the Nirvana, unquote, well, I think you're looking at her right here on this next story. Oh, Courtney Love. As oh. Courtney Love and Francis Bean Cobain get permanent restraining orders against their ex-manager, Sam Lefty. Uh, so apparently under the terms of the permanent <laughs> order, he was ordered to stay 100 feet away, blah, blah, blah. Here's the deal. Uh, Sam Lefty used to be the Britney, Britney Spears manager. Yeah, he's a maniac. And during the mid-2000s, when the singer melted down, was hospitalized on several occasions, apparently that was his fault i guess uh, uh he later sued spears and her family for defamation after spears mother accused him of drugging her daughter and limiting the family's access to her so kind of crazy uh yeah. anyway so apparently uh lefty's also a co-defendant in the lawsuit brought by cobain's ex-husband isaiah silva which has accused him and associates of him breaking into the home he formerly shared with cobain Love and Lefty are also co-defendants in a lawsuit brought by Silva's ex-girlfriend. So crazy, this guy's like. I think I think uh, Lefty. I'm not sure. I'm not positive. I might have looked this up, but I'm, I think Lefty is also the guy who like fucked over Insync. Really? Like, or yeah, earlier they had like no Lefty was their manager too, and then he like screwed them all over. Like he's done it. He's done a, a, some some terrible shit, I guess. To wow. Us. And people kept hiring him. You know. Wow. It's weird. Well, that photo of Courtney Love, she looks fabulous. Uh, is that fil- I are those was a, filters? I thought it was Madonna at first. She looks. Uh, yeah, I thought it was her. her daughter at first. Oh, yeah. it's got to be surgery, plastic surgery or something. Oh, she got, looks fabulous. Got a good stylist. Good, good. Uh, you know, makeup. She doesn't even have any necklines or anything. Okay. Anyway. All right, babe. Well, uh, remember, remember when she, at... um, remember she, she played in the movie. Remember the movie, um, uh, ah, uh, what's his with Larry, uh, Larry Flint. Oh, yeah. the people um, versus Larry Flint. With, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And people, and she was in that, and people were like, "Wow, like she's actually pretty. Like she's yeah, she was excellent lady. in Man on the Moon with Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I she forgot was in about that, too. that. Yeah, yeah, she was in a couple good ones. Uh, look at look at D. Snyder here as Twisted Sister is gearing up for legal fight against 
an Aussie politician this time. Of course, his, it's obviously about his top 25 classic, We're Not Gonna Take It. He's using it for his political camp campaign. The band is threatening legal action against the United Australia Party and its leader, Clive Palmer, who hired a sound-alike group, get this, to record the, re-record the track with the newly written words, Australia ain't gonna cop it. No, Australia's not gonna cop it. Aussie's not gonna cop it. So they oh, wow. rewrote the song and re-recorded it. Wow. And uh, so D. Snyder tweeted about this. No, we do not endorse Palmer United Party. We are contacting our legal team to address this. And if that doesn't work, I'll be down under in three weeks to deal with it myself. In, wow. End quote. And that actually is true because he's got some tour dates coming up. Do you want to hear something crazy? Go back up to the picture. I actually thought that was Courtney Love. <laughs> so I thought that the, the photo was below the article. <laughs> if you're keeping score so, at home, it's a picture of Dee Snyder. So I was quite confused oh, when, when just now. Like it's, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, shit. That looks good. Do you have low energy? Fatigue? A case of the moon days? Do you feel stranded, alone, and lost in the bleak void of primitive human existence? Longing for an ambrosia that will perk clarity and pull you from the dull sludge of your dismal life and family? Ball Jack's the key! Made from a patented blend of a thousand milligrams of taurine for the drive of a true Ball Jack champion. 300 cc's of caffeine stack! 5,000 milliliters of ginkgo biloba. Helping to stimulate... The brain and regain the memory loss as a result of drinking ball jack. <laughs> Plus 20 cardiograms straight from the delta thorax of a living Malaysian tiger. Wow. And an ounce of pineapple juice concentrate. Ball jack will transform you from the pathetic, lazy, stupid, idiot slob that you are right now to something akin to a Buster Rhymes hype man in just seconds. <laughs> grab the intensity. Grab the heat. Grab some ball jack right in the ball jack. Available at participating local motels. Copyright thegaragerockshow.com. All rights reserved. Winton, California. Just listen to the non-forced consumer testimonials from Nancy in Huskogee, Wyoming. <laughs> Come on, Nancy. No, no. <laughs> See, she's she's just she's so jacked out of her mind right now. She can't even yeah. properly put to words, Charles. Just listen to the non-forced consumer testimonial from James from Red Eye District of New Jersey. James, how do you how do you feel about Ball Jack, James? <laughs> James, he's playing James. James, James is jacked out of his mind right now too. He can't even put it oh, into words James. either. <laughs> Ball Jack, guaranteed little to no teeth loss. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so that's pretty much it for the rock news this week. Not a lot of rock things happening this week. Kind of a you know shorter week uh, in the in the headlines. But we got some uh, music history trivia. On this day, in 1969, guys, this artist is banned from the BBC after going off script uh, Off script when he and his band appear on the show Happening for Lulu, hosted by the To Sir Love with singer Lulu. Was it A, Jim Morrison, B, Ozzy Osbourne, or C, Jimi Hendrix? Mm. They were banned from the BBC going off script. I'll give you a hint. They played a song they weren't supposed to play. Ooh. Mm. They said they were going to play a song, and then they started it, and then they played something else. What's your guys' guess? Going with Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison? Okay. Dahlia says Jim Morrison. George, what do you think? I'll say Hendrix. See. Who is Hendrix? (laughs) I know. (laughs) 
I'm gonna go um, Charles. I'm gonna go with Jim Morrison, and for the song, I'm gonna say "Love Me Two Times." Okay. Let's see who it is. It's Hendrix. Oh. oh. Jimi Hendrix, banned from the BBC, oh. going off script. Uh, the band played Voodoo Child as scheduled, but then a veer from the plan during their second number, which is supposed to be a performance of Hey Joe, with Lulu joining them near the end of the song and then signing off. They had this whole thing planned. He was like, kind of out there and like sing with them and stuff, right? Well, after about getting halfway through Hey Joe, Hendrix stops the music and declares, we'd like to stop playing this rubbish and dedicate a song <laughs> to the cream. Regardless uh, of what kind of group they may be in, we dedicate this to Eric Clapton, Ginger Baker, and Jack Bruce. Then the group launches into Sunshine of Your Love to the dismay of the show's producer, who must cut out of his broadcast without the proper clothes. <laughs> Experienced bass uh, player Noel Redding explains that the band smoked some hash before they went on, <laughs> so they weren't concerned about procedures and repercussions, uh, apparently. The incident becomes well-known in BBC lore. One aspiring musician who takes note is Elvis Costello, who eight years later pulls a similar stunt, halting his approved song on Saturday Night Live to play a song of his own choosing instead. Oh, he, yeah. And he credits Hendrix as a subversion as inspiration. So. Yeah, that actually was on, like, an SNL, like, 40-year uh, tribute, or they talked about that. Yeah, he was banned from SNL for a good 10 years or so. Oh, man. Yep. That's crazy. It's crazy, huh? So there you go. On this day in rock and roll history trivia. Uh, all right, some movie, TV, and entertainment news. Have you guys seen Bird Box? Let's, Not yet. Uh, start off with that question. I want to. Have you heard about it, George? Uh, I've seen it come up on my Netflix, but haven't haven't committed haven't to it yet. Haven't pulled the trigger yet? Not yet. I but, already know the plot and the end to it. Do you know that, George? Do you know the... It's just a bird in a box. Oh, really? The whole, the, it's just the whole Netflix, time, the whole it's just time. filming a bird in a, a box. Is it a dead bird? Well, that's the twist. Yeah. Oh. I know. It's actually a fake bird. Such a fine line yeah. between brilliant and stupid. <laughs> Clever and stupid. Such a fine line. Yeah, both Clever M. Night Shyamalan and Sandra Bullock walk in the room at the very end and say, holy shit, this bird is dead. And they that's go, it. They go, gotcha. Gotcha. And they do jazz hands yeah. and then that's it. What a twist. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually a pretty good movie. Me okay. and uh, uh, we watched it a couple days ago. Cool. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it was released on December twenty first and has become Netflix's most watched film over seven days. Oh yeah. Thus far, it's been viewed by over forty five million accounts. Uh, so yeah, uh, it, it, it. But it's uh, getting this stupid thing now with people. It's called the Bird Box Challenge. Oh, you knew it's gonna happen. Uh, if if you know anything about the movie, I won't tell you anything too much. But basically, everybody's blindfolded in the movie. Uh, so people now in real life are copying other characters uh, like Sandra Bullock and who are forced to carry out the activities. So what they do now, they're filming themselves. Uh, riding scooters, climbing escalators, ordering drive-through oh with oh blindfolds God. on. That's horrible. Oh, and they are they using their GPS. They're hashtagging it, uh, Bird Box Challenge. Their so. internal GPS. <laughs> their idiot GPS. Oh, hey, so speaking of horror thriller movies, have you guys seen the trailer for Us? No. no. Oh my Us. god! Oh, it looks it looks amazing. Did it it's come a, out today? Or? No. Uh, the tra the trailer just came out a couple days ago. It's from okay. Jordan Peele. If you guys know Jordan Peele, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. right? And so he his what was last that other one that he did. Um, Get, Get out. out. Get out. Yeah, oh, and it won. It, I think it won like an Oscar or something. Oh, yeah? right, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and and it's and it's a total trip. It's it's like this family all of a sudden gets taken over by another family who looks just exactly like them, but they're like the sinister side of themselves. Nice. That's what the trailer looks like. And it looks 
it, the trailer gave me chills, like hereditary disturbing. Oh, like nice. it, it, yeah. So after this podcast, you guys gotta watch. We'll it. watch it. Yeah, yeah. we'll I check think it I'm out. Ready to watch Hereditary again? It's oh, yeah. been long enough for me to. Have you seen that, George? No, I get uh, scaled. Oh, dude, oh man, it's <laughs> well, so uh, good. Yeah, this one it's, might freak you out. It, it might freak. You, it might give you some nightmares, especially if you. But get it's scared. worth watching. I think it's like on the level of The Exorcist, or uh, I think it's gonna be one of the landmark kind of original horror films of this generation in the last, I can't think of a good one in the last, honestly, you know, yeah, four or five years that grabbed my attention the way Hereditary did. Mm -hmm. And the storyline is just, uh, I don't know, and the actors and everything, it just worked. It's one of my favorite movies of the year for sure. It was intense. Me too. Big time. Uh, all right. So speaking of movies in the box office, they all, all the results are in from 2018 and well, almost all of them at the time of press, it was saying almost 11.9 11.9 billion dollars the wow. movie industry raked in in North America. That's it's up 3% globally. Uh 7% rise in North America. Global box office revenue for tw- er, revenue for 2018 expected to hit an all-time high of 41.7 billion. Wow. With 11.9 billion of that coming from North America. That's like what um That's like two walls. two walls. It is. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Or what Bill Gates makes in like an hour. But what do, you, <laughs> yeah. what do you guys think about that, though, that a lot of people were saying people don't go to the movies anymore. But that's obviously not true. If oh, they're I love bra- the movies. If they're breaking oh, yeah. records. And I think we went more mm-hmm. this past year than we went ever yeah, to the movies. Yeah, we've seen some really good ones. Yeah, some I duds, even but, saw Mary yeah, but, You know, Mary I Poppins. don't go, but I take my kids because right. it's a ritual. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've been four or five times. I think it'll always be that way, especially for families That's and like you know, for people that got raised that way. But it also just, costs more. Yeah, costs a lot. It does. It definitely does. It's, you're, you're paying for the experience, really. I exactly. Mean, you're paying you to know. see it on a big screen. That's why I never really complain. Yep. Yeah. And it's it's yeah, it is one of a kind. Uh, awesome. So okay. Uh, speaking of movies and soundtracks, uh, Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor, uh, and Atticus Ross did the soundtrack for Bird Box. That is so funny because we were just talking about that like a month ago. How in in all reality, Trent Reznor doesn't need to tour and do all the put in the no. blood, sweat, and tears as much as he as he does because of these like his yeah you know these other kind of adventures and stuff he goes on. He's very lucrative. Others other recent movies he did was The Woman in the Window. Um, that was the one with Amy Adams and Gary Oldman. Yeah, uh, that one's coming out in October of 2019. And they also have a music in the upcoming HBO series Watchmen, which is I can't wait to see that man. HBO is going to do a good job with that. That's only, you know I'm not a, I'm not a huge comic book guy, but mm-hmm. that Watchmen when the Watchmen movie came out, I think it was I don't know what two, 2010 or something like that. Whenever that was, the original Watchmen movie, that one grabbed my attention. That's and, a Frank Frank Miller graphic novel. Watchmen. Right. You know, um. I am I'm excited a, for this series. I am a big comic book. I am a big comic book guy. I still read comic books. Yes, I'm 40 years old. Still read comic books. Hey, hey, that's no great. judgment. But um, but I am a big comic book guy, and I actually hated the Watchmen. Really? Um, yeah, because I'm not a Zack Snyder fan, and and I I, I hated who's, the way who's Zack he's Snyder? the guy who directed that movie and the the horrible Batman v Superman oh. movies and stuff like that. Like like his movies are usually about three hours and about two about two hours and forty minutes of slow motion. And like <laughs> the Watchmen was that, but 
to be completely honest with you, I, I'm excited for this HBO series. A, because Zack Snyder is not directing it, so it's, you know, it's going to have that. Right. And B, it's Frank Miller, so like it's going to be pretty cool, and it's going to have that nice kind of gritty, more kind of realistic spin, like that's an why, unbreakable type spin on, on And I think that's, yeah, I, I didn't get uh, all into the director for the, for the Watchmen and kind of why it, um, I didn't know too much about it at the time, but I just knew I knew at the time when I watched it that it was different than all the other superhero movies yeah. that had come out at the time. And all the other superhero movies were just like these cheesy, fucking go-lucky, stupid storylines that I'm tired of hearing a million times. Yeah. And I think that and then The Dark Knight was the turning point for a lot of uh, the superhero movies to embrace kind of a dark side of s- telling superhero stories, that it's not all, you know, like... Oh, you know, saving the world, and oh, here's Lois Lane falling from the fucking thing, and I'm gonna save you, and here's my humdrum life, and I'm just a regular guy, and yeah, it was like the dark, seedy underbelly of whatever city. I think it was New York, and it was you know this kind of you know different way. It, it almost reminded me of like a noir film or a, a way of telling a story that was different than a lot of different um, a lot of. Uh, superhero movies at the time well if that if it is puts it into perspective a bit be, the reason why it was like that is because frank miller the guy who actually wrote and illustrated the the comic series the graphic novel series he did um sin city right he did 300 um and and well sin city Bat- it's very similar to that yep and batman comics during a time when they say that that batman was like at, at his at its darkest like during that you know period during like the early 90s and stuff like that like a mm. post-killing joke type type comic series but um he did really good work and i i wasn't impressed with the movie but like i i'm gonna be i'm gonna be happy with this series and to go along actually with what you said chris i actually 100 percent agree with you there because at the time that was during the kind of san raimi-esque spider-man like yeah everything was so fucking goofy it was it was way too transformers was big it was like all this shit that was like i don't know michael bay sam raimi yeah yeah and then, and then Watchmen came out, and it was like this dark yeah. kind of take on these like supposed kind of superhero type characters. Yeah. So anyway, super gritty. But yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll have to agree with you uh, on some level, Charles, because you are uh, you're a comic book guy. You yeah. read comic books. Like I read almost every single Stephen King novel, and when the movies came out, I was like, ah, what is this bullshit? Yeah. They don't. They're not illustrating it yeah. the way that. It should be like the the picture that's painted in your mind. Yeah, well, we've yeah. all agreed though. Like mm-hmm. if they would have given the Dark Tower an HBO series, oh that, I know that would have been done oh, right. God, it. it's yes. Thank you, thank you very much. And so I think anything that gets an HBO series yes. is definitely going to get the best shot it can have yep. at being realized at this time yeah. in yes. our lives. Completely because redeemed. they have the budget, they have the creative reign. They can have the violence, the sex, whatever thing, everything that the major networks won't show yeah. or water down. And they'll at least, you know, and they embrace all that stuff like with, you know, Game of Thrones and shit. The very far-fetched, crazy kind of mythological, spiritual, oh, yeah. you know, type of stuff that's hard to pull off on network television. I Big mean, time. You just can't. I don't know why, but. Big time. Big they time. try, but they can't. Um, so what do you think about this uh, shit with uh, Netflix? And the Black Mirror, which is basically this new one, Black Mirror Bandersnatch, is an interactive choose-your-own-adventure movie. And it has different endings. During the film, viewers are asked to make decisions, ranging from large, life-altering changes to small ones, like what the main character should eat for breakfast. And there are more than one trillion different story permutations. One trillion. 
Netflix is ready to make more of these. New York Times reporting that it's called for producers to, quote, submit interactive proposals and genres from horror to romantic comedy. Netflix is hoping that Bandersnatch will be a turning point from previous attempts made at interactive features that never really caught on. What do you guys think of that? It's clever. Anybody seen it yet? No, we no. haven't seen it. So I, I think, think you, it's very clever. I think uh, you excited. have seen it, right, Charles? I, I've seen it already. I've actually seen it already about four or five times. So nice. have you watched? It's all a different movie, basically every time. Yeah, I've gone. I've gone through about four or five different um, story plot lines, and like, from you know, one of them like can be about forty-five minutes, depending on what you choose. Like, cause it's it's a different choice, like every ninety seconds or something like that. Okay. Um, and then I've gone through one that was like two and a half hours long, and then another one that was like an hour and fifteen minutes long, and each one has a different ending, and each one sends you down. A crazy spiral of, and it's set in 1984 during that computer age, when uh-huh. uh, when they're okay. when they're first starting to make those t- type of Atari based video games, right? I Commodore was, type video. I games. was just gonna say the the rele- or the similarities to video games. Yeah, um, like uh, now it, it's not necessarily choose your own adventure uh, term they call it, but uh, like for role playing games, RPG yeah. games, and yep. you basically can create. A character that's good or bad. You have quests that are throughout that you can choose. Yeah, it's basically like kind of playing a video game in a way. Oh, big time! It's super. It's super dark too. Like Black Mirror. You know, there there's some of them that are really you know thought provoking, and some of them are really funny. But the ones that are truly kind of horror thriller, they they're deeply disturbing. And this one is disturbing. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna get. I'm not going to get, you know, everybody, um, you know, I'm not going to um, give any spoilers, but there's one conclusion that you go down that all of a sudden you're actively involved, like you're part of the storyline. Right. Like, and there's multiple different ones where you just watch it go, but there's one that you go down and you're like, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. Am I being controlled here? You're like, am I doing something? You're kind of looking around suspiciously and that's how, that's how brilliant it is. Ooh, I'm yeah. excited. It's I'm really intrigued. cool. All right. It's really that cool. exciting. So check that out. Uh, some sad news, some deaths uh, to report as Bob Einstein um, is dead. He's at, He was the guy from, if you guys remember that show, mm-hmm. Super Dave Osborne. Yep. And then he was also in Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, as one of uh, Marty Funkhauser character. Uh, he's a funny guy, uh, but apparently just passed away. Um, it doesn't say why on this. Um, it said he had cancer. Oh, there you go. Short, yeah. Well, shortly after being di- diagnosed with cancer, mm. so we don't know if that's necessarily the cause of death, but I guess so. Uh, so, unfortunately, and also pro wrestling interviewer Eugene Mean Gene Okerlund. Oh, wow. Let me tell you something, brother. Uh, he, Man, <laughs> I remember this guy from my childhood quite, vi- quite vividly mm-hmm. interviewing these huge hulking rest- uh, wrestlers and he was yeah, like me and Jason were talking about. He was like five foot nothing, and these guys would be standing next to him just. You oh yeah, know, and they get all in his face, and he'd be like, "Oh, calm down, hey, don't hit me," you know. He'd be super like, over dramatic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and he was like during that heyday and prime time of all of that stuff, and he was he was originally, um, uh, I think he was uh, originally a sports announcer, um, and he made his way into the WWE 1994, and so passed away. Unfortunately, age of 76. Uh, all right, some local news. Minimum wage rising. What do you guys think about that? Everybody's like, whoa, everything's going to go up price-wise and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Dahlia, you, you kind of, you're in that field, right? So you, you're, are you dealing with any wage increases? Uh, well, 
Yeah, well... <laughs> not really. We all... Well, I'd rather not speak about... You don't have to say anything specific. Work, but I think that um, with a lot of companies mm-hmm. and agencies and organizations, they've already uh, been planning for this. So what a, a lot of companies and agencies, because I've worked at a few, mm-hmm. have been doing is already raising that rate... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a year or two ago to get it above there so it won't have such an impact. um, All at once. All at once. Right, yeah. Kind of phasing it in gradually. And it's different if you're in the private sector or public sector because a lot of private sector uh, companies, they're based off of their bottom line and their profits. Mm -hmm. Um, Other agencies receive money from the government. um, So... They've already been, this has already been in the works for a few years now. Yeah. So. It says also a handful of other noteworthy changes that will take place starting Tuesday of this week, uh, including revisions of sexual harassment policies, restrictions on gun sales, and that's a response to the deadly mass shootings. So Mm -hmm. that's also a lot of new laws, especially in California, are going to be taking place. So Mm -hmm. be aware. It's already pretty difficult to get a gun in California and you know, as a actually as a gun owner, like I appreciate the fact that it's so yeah, difficult. Yeah, I'm I'm a gun owner too, and I'm a very casual one. I'm not like some diehard, you know, Ted Nugent gun owner or something. Mm-hmm. But it was it was super easy. You know, it wasn't painful, folks. You know, to wait a month or whatever you yeah. have to do and fill out the paperwork and all that stuff. It's not a big deal. Yeah, you know. And the more we do that, that we can maybe even provide psychological screenings. I wouldn't even be opposed to that if somebody you Me know. Either. Uh, wanted to do something like that and just ask me a handful of questions or just a questionnaire. I mean, shit. You yeah. know, we're, we got to look out for each other too. It's not taking away any rights. It's just making sure that they're done correctly and with the best intention. Yeah. I, I believe I though, uh, in California, I don't know if the law was passed this year or in the last few months, or not this year because we're in 2019 now, but 2018. Um, if your clip on the gun that you're you have registered to you, if your clip is a certain length, that's already a your magazine. A that's your, already a magazine. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm like, is ours? Yes, against? it's a ten round clip. No, it's standard. It comes when when you buy the gun, it comes with the clip that it's supposed to have. It, what people are doing is buying them online from other states that are yeah. modifying oh. clips. You know that hold twenty rounds, thirty rounds. And oh. that's what's illegal. That's You'll get the book happened. thrown at you in California if you're caught with that. And then another one is if you have an ID, if you have a California driver's license that says federal limits apply, meaning if you have a driver's license that you get by mail, you're not allowed to purchase a handgun oh, yeah, in California. Right, it right. needs to have the bear, the little state of approval bear in the in the corner. Right. Well, yeah, there are provisions on driver's license this year, so you actually have to take your birth certificate yep. as well as your social now right i had to when you get your driver's license renewed if you don't then on the one that they issue you it has that provision yeah on it yeah it says for i don't know this only or whatever crazy yeah, huh? absolutely all right also one thing that i thought was a good um law that's going in effect in california as oh, we hell yeah become the first state i'm really excited about this to ban pet stores from selling non-rescue or shelter animals yes no more puppy mills in california exactly Thank you. well at least not on the scale that it has been yeah and, and true. they're 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 you know quote unquote neutering them in a way by uh limiting their access to stores like PetSmart and petco which were selling pets from these breeders that were breeding certain yeah. breeds for the pets, uh, pet stores, 
and and now they're going to be getting them from rescue shelters and yeah. and which is really awesome so the new law requires stores to keep records for each animal sold post signage listing the shelter from which animal was received a pet store owner can be fined $500 if they violate the new rules. The American Kennel Club is opposed to the new law, of course, because they're all the breeders, and released a statement saying, quote, This law will dramatically reduce every California's access and ability to choose a pet with the predictable type, yeah. mandated care, and sustainable health backgrounds that come with purebred pets from regulated sources. I like that's, that. That's end quote, but I think that's bullshit. And that's totally, you know, them trying to say... You know, that's, you know, when a kid has, oh, I want a black lab or something, and they, they go and they go to PetSmart or something, a black lab could be there, but it could be a shelter pet. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to, like, try and be the type of person that's like, I want this designer dog. Yeah. You know? I'm a, you know, Kim Kardashian type of person. I want this fancy designer dog that I see myself. Well, first of all, you're probably not the person that should be owning a dog in the first place. Second of all, if you want to go down that path, you go through a private dealer just like a drug dealer. And I hope you feel like a drug dealer and a weirdo mm -hmm. for buying some dog like that because you should be because it's weird and it's twisted mm -hmm. and it shouldn't be done, you know. And we should all go down to the shelter and rescue an animal one time in our here, lives. Here, here. Exactly. Because those dogs die all the fucking time from people that can't afford, can't... Um, they didn't know what they were getting themselves into when they got a dog. And mm -hmm. those dogs didn't deserve to be put in a shelter. They didn't ask for any of that. And nobody even cares about them. So I think that this is a great way of getting those animals out of the shelter into a pet store where little Johnny and little Jane can be browsing and seeing a cute animal. Oh, yeah. And, you know, honestly, kids don't give a shit. It's the fucking parents out there. That are mm -hmm. that are doing this to the kids. Oh, in my a, opinion, I want a full bred cockatoo. Yeah, who the what? What fucking five year old gives a shit about the breeding yeah. of an animal? They and don't it, care. Yeah. They want a little dog to hold and have fun with. You and know? all the genetic disorders it comes with. Yeah, exactly. Know? And all that fucking oh yeah, the hip dysplasia and the fucking weird fucking dermatitis and all this crazy shit because you're inbreeding these animals. You, you know, you know who was it's a, horrible. A big, Sorry to get off on that tangent. No, 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 no. no. I mean, on a lighter note, you know who was a big proponent for this. Um, for this ban, this it was a uh, Krill Reserve, and you know Krill Reserve is a very big proponent of animal rights. Yeah, animal rights. Yeah, specifically because you know they were part of a Save the Whale um, campaign in 1986 um, before it became popular. Right, and before the Star Trek, you know the Star Trek. I think it was five <laughs> search for whale. Yeah, so <laughs> before all that happened, like Krill Reserve played a. A, a big part and it's and it's just kind of spiraled into this they become like a the fundamental part of this this you know that this core of, of of people that are trying to make this ban that's it's right important that we give them a heads up and you know thank you crew reserve thank you crew reserve for all you do for the krill community out there in the mm -hmm. oceans you know mm -hmm. uh, big 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 shout out to them big shout out uh news from around the world all right guys check this out this is pretty big big news today as china landed a lunar rover on the dark side of the moon. Oh, is that real though? Because it, it looks a uh, it looks a little pixely. It does. <laughs> that is the quality. I'm sorry for that quality of the photo. That is my tablet and how I copied and pasted that photo. Like I think I think that that's a doctored photo. That right looks there. like uh, Minecraft or something. Photo. It right does. Here. What's that red square on it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's Doctor Wiley from from Mega Man. That's, <laughs> that's not. 
All right. Well, no, but the story is uh, China really did land a lunar rover on the far side of the moon January 3rd, yesterday, by the time you guys are hearing this. Uh, It was the first landing made by any nation on the part of the moon that faces away from the Earth, which is also called the dark side of the moon. Nice. A photo sent uh, back by the Change 4 Explorer shows a small crater and the barren lunar surface, which appears to be illuminated from the light from the spacecraft. Its mission will be to make astronomical observations and probe the structure and mineral composition of the moon, both above, below, blah, blah, blah. Um, That that moon needs a good probing. Yeah, so there you go. Good good job, China. (laughs) And I I propose something to Roger Waters and David Gilmore, who I'm sure are listening right now. (laughs) Wouldn't that be cool if they would have took their music? Yeah. Like took that album and played it or something? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You guys need to find a way to do something about this. Yeah, they landed on the dark side of the moon. If this isn't a reason for Pink Floyd to get back together, I don't know what is. Exactly. Come on. The world Uh, is listening. All right. Are they all still alive? Uh, Yeah, but they hate each other. (laughs) Well, no, Rick Wright, the keyboardist, is dead. Oh. But Nick Mason, Roger Waters, and David Gilmour are all still alive. Uh, They can pull it off, and they should. Hell yeah. Uh, World's oldest person ever who died at 122 may have been a fraud, guys. (laughs) (laughs) They may have been a fraud. Uh, Gene Calment died, or Jeannie, I'm sorry. I guess that's Jeannie Calment. It looks like Gian to me. Calment. I'm going to say Jeannie. Jeannie Calment died in 1997 at the age of 122 years and 164 days. Hmm. However, a pair of Russian researchers. Why is this? Is this? Oh, okay. Because it's a French woman. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was like, why are there Russian researchers? Okay. So uh, they believe that Calment took on her mother's identity and was really just 99 years old when she died. (laughs) So this Nikolai Zak, a mathematician. Uh, he said that he analyzed biographies, photos, archives from the French city of Arles, where she lived, and concluded that Jeannie Kalman's daughter, Yvonne, took her mother's identity. An official document says Yvonne died in 1934, but Zach believes the mother who believes the mother is who really died, and that Yvonne took her mother's identity to avoid paying inheritance. inheritance tax. <laughs> Dude, that's a fucking good scam. That right is there. a good. That's a long scam. That right is. There. Yeah. Wow. That is just. Fraud. Yeah. Way back in 1934, though. I mean, that was like the fucking Great Depression era. Oh yeah. So I mean, did it? Was anybody were like, "Hey, uh, you look wow. really young, Genie." Like, what happened? You yeah, just, you, weren't you, you like, like 30 years old and now you're 10? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> uh, so, okay, so if it turns out that she was actually a fraud, the world's oldest person record would go to American Sarah, Sarah Naus, who died in 1999 at the age of 119. Oh, the horror. I would hate to live to 119. Right? Oh, That'd be horrible. <laughs> That would be miserable. Can you imagine? I'd be like, please kill me every day. <laughs> my God. Please. Oh, he just says that. Born again <laughs> Christian son wiping my butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the horror, my God. Please. Yar. You hear that? That's the sound of Mother Nature. She's an uncompromising beast. Think about it. What was the largest mammal in the history of this earth? The blue whale. What did they eat to become the largest beasts on the planet? Krill. That's right. 
we've harnessed the power of the wild and mysterious krill in our new triple baleen filtered krill reserve lager. We filter our beer in a revolutionary baleen strainer, imitating the way blue whales would eat and process their krill. Yar, this is the same process, filters, and extracts all of the seaworthy nutrients your body needs. We only harvest the most wild and exotic krill from one of the most deadly seas on the planet, the Black Sea. Yar! So whether you're fishing for barnacles, sailing the seven seas of cheese, or disposing of unwanted trash or bodies in your nearest lake, yar! You need an uncompromising lager made of the same nutrients that fuel the beasts of the sea. Krill Reserve Lager. Triple baleen filtered for maximum krill potency. It's not just delicious, it's krillicious. Yar! Uh, have you guys heard of Dry January? Have you guys all heard of that? No. Is that where you, you don't have sex for the year, for the <laughs> month of January? No, you don't drink alcohol. <laughs> I've had oh. many a Dry January. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. No, you said you never heard of this? No, no. I guess it's a thing uh, where people take a break for alcohol. Uh, over 2,800 University of Sussex students put, uh, took part in this survey. So what they did was they didn't drink for the entire month. Uh, participants reported their drinking days fell on. So this is average. Like after it all happened, they say that these effects started happening. Their drinking days fell from 4.3 to 3.3 a week. The units consumed on each day dropped from an average to 8.6 to 7.1. Other findings say 82% say partaking in dry January caused them to uh, think more deeply about their relationship with alcohol. (laughs) 80% say they felt more in control of their drinking. 71% realized they don't need a drink to enjoy themselves. And 58% even reported losing weight. Uh, They say, quote, this is the director of the study, the doctor, saying, quote, being alcohol-free for 31 days shows us that we don't need to have alcohol to have fun, relax, socialize. That means that for the rest of the year, we are able to make better decisions about our drinking and to avoid slipping into drinking more than we really want to. So well, I've got a couple of things to say about this. One <laughs> of you guys don't <laughs> mind. No, no okay. please. No, That's the whole point. That That's so point. it just it kind of seems like they went to, you know, to great lengths to – to uh, find something that's pretty fucking obvious. Like, if, <laughs> if I don't drink it, it makes yeah. you not want to drink It makes you so not much. want to drink so much? Yeah, that's, like, pretty obvious. Um, if you don't do heroin for about a year, you don't have the same want to do heroin every day. Um, I mean, maybe. I mean, I'm sorry, drug addicts. I'm sorry, recovering drug addicts. Um, but, like, it's, it's with alcohol, at least for me, if I don't drink for a while, like, I don't drink as much later because my tolerance has gone down. Yeah. So, like, a couple of beers does me in instead of, like, six or seven beers. So that's not – that's that's crazy shit. Uh, second one, dry January is what I insist on being called from this point forward. <laughs> that is, and it will now be my nickname. DJ. Oh, here comes DJ. Here's DJ, dry, dry January. January. <laughs> Why are you calling dry January? You don't want to know. He insisted. He insisted. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, and so I would say, lastly, I would say, duh. <laughs> you know, to this. I think study. the point is just to to maybe just reset yourself. It's almost like pressing the reset button that as you build up throughout the year and probably you capped it off on New Year's Eve, like fucking going all out, maybe drinking all crazy and shit. And for a lot of people, January, they're like, shit, man, maybe I should just take it easy for a month and kind of not not drink so much and try and see how long I can go and I think that's kind of what it starts as and yeah, I think it's a good thing for any people doing anything like yeah you're right it's yeah, a good thing for for yeah. me smoking weed I mean it would be a great thing to take a whole month off oh, and you then come weed. 
Oh, well, yes, I do. And I'm very <laughs> proud of it. I smoke weed all the time. Uh, if I uh, wanted to, though, I mean, I could I could probably do it. Uh, I wouldn't think that I wouldn't be able to, but it's, it's a matter of a choice, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing. It's like um, I think it's good to reset, though, like that and have have it kind of like a back to reality where you're like, yeah, I know I can drink all day if I wanted to, but yeah. is that really the right mentality to have, you know? And this kind of maybe resets your brain a little bit uh, that saying like, hey, yeah, you know, I made it through that whole day. I had a great time. I was laughing. I was exercising and mm-hmm. I didn't even drink uh, the whole day. So why not try and keep that going, you know? So uh, more power to you guys out there trying to do that in your own lives. Uh, if I, you're doing it, can quit smoking as well. You yeah, that well. too. Just Fuck. do it. It's the worst thing you could do. Yeah. Uh, out of everything, uh, alcohol Sorry. and cigarettes. Sorry, guys. I really want a beer and a cigarette right now. <laughs> oh no! All of a sudden, no, no, <laughs> no judgment, no judgment. Hey, no here. judgment. You I know, used to I have. Smoked I smoked time. for a long time too. Yeah. It was the hardest thing I ever did to quit uh, smoking cigarettes. So no you judgment. Didn't quit. I did. Just like Charles, you just stopped. Oh, mine was pretty easy. Oh wow, come on! I've stopped for like over seven, eight years now. <laughs> yeah, mine was pretty easy, but I had stopped for my. I had stopped smoking like I like I'd stop for like maybe a couple years, then I'd start again for like a year, and then I'd stop and I start again for like two or three years. So I'm this. I, I have I haven't really had a want for it for the past three plus years. So oh, this might good. this might be the last one. But I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna stop drinking for the month of January, then when you're drinking, you crave cigarettes a little bit more. So, right? I It'll mean, go am hand I wrong? in hand. Yeah. No, it goes no, hand I in hand. I only want a cigarette if I have a beer. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, it just smells to me. So, you might as well just chill out on the on the cigarette. Like, try it. Like, no, what would be? It would actually, that would be a very dry January, huh? <laughs> well, that would be the thing. If she tried to quit smoking, she would still be drinking. And then, and so, it would be a wet work. January. It would be a wet work. January. <laughs> she'd be drinking and she'd want to smoke. And so, it goes hand in hand. Like, when I used to smoke cigarettes, like, getting in my car, it yeah. would trigger it right away. I want to roll my window down and fucking have a smoke, you mm-hmm. know? Or after eating a big meal, you know? Or any of that stuff, you know? Like, there's just times where you've programmed it in your brain that I need a smoke or I need to have a drink during that time, you know? Yeah. And it's hard to break the... We're creatures of habit, you know? It's hard to do. But it's all, you know, for good things, to try and reset our brains and our bodies, and there's nothing wrong with that, so... And speaking of diets and stuff, apparently... The newly named best overall diet is the Mediterranean diet, All right? Uh, which is basically plant-based diet. It's the best diet for diabetes, the easiest diet to follow. Um, so various studies have shown that the diet can reduce for diabetes, high cholesterol, dementia, memory loss, depression, breast cancer. It's all. It's really simple. It just features plant-based cooking with a few nuts and a heavy emphasis on extra ol- uh, virgin olive oil. Cool. So Mediterranean okay. diet, folks, if you're looking for one, that's the best diet ranking out yep. there right now. And screw uh, Atkins and screw keto. Hey, <laughs> Charles, have you been to the gym <laughs> lately since the new year? Uh, you know, actually, I finished uh, kind of building the gym in my, in my house. Oh, okay. So you know, it's funny. Aaron was I, talking I, about doing the same thing. Yeah, I still have a home gym. I still have my gym membership, and I go at work. Uh-huh. But since I work up in Turlock, I go on the one at Gear Road. So I haven't been to the one here in Merced in a while. Right. Yeah, well, I go on my lunch break. I, I know that a lot of people are going to the gym right now because uh, of the New Year's resolution and stuff. Um, and there's probably, it's you know, I'm trying to honestly avoid it because I think it's like. Oh, it's packed. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then there's just people who don't normally go to the gym. And there's a lot of etiquette that people don't understand. And it's like when you start going to the gym, you learn how to, like, clean down the machines, right? Yeah. And wear, like, you know, long sleeves and things like that to be 
courteous or whatever mm-hmm. uh, to other people and using the equipment in a big thing like that. But it seems like in the beginning of the year when there's a lot influx of people who never go to the gym, there's just tons of people not wiping down the machines, doing oh, yeah. stuff, just being weird, like a bunch of creepy guys trying to hook up with girls and stuff. And uh, so just be folks. I'm not going to uh, be aware, folks. If you're at the gym, don't be one of those people that's like trying to hit on people. Yeah. Not wiping down the gym machine. It's not a nightclub. Don't be pumping up your crazy music. No one wants to hear your stuff. You yeah. Know? And so I don't know. Just a couple little things that I thought were worth mentioning as, as we all, kick off the new year. For all the gym, things that I gym hate. Crowd. All things in this list that I hate about the gym. Or yeah. This, this is perfect. This don't is offer really advice. Wear headphones. Uh, yeah. Don't hit on people. Do not d- exercise directly in front of the dumbbell rack. Take, oh, take yes. your weights off. Oh, of, God, and don't yes. don't be right in front of uh, all that stuff. Don't be a selfish dick. Wear your flip-flops <laughs> in the yeah. gym shower. Don't be a gross person and, and be barefoot in there because that's why we all have to wear flip-flops is because of those people that got fucking foot fungus and yep. warts and shit, and they're all just <laughs> walking around barefoot like, no, this oh, is my yeah. house, hey, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and plus, fucking, I don't want to listen to your dumbass fucking mumble rap, like, blasting out of your phone. <laughs> yeah, get some ear earbuds or the closed... Headphones. Um, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't want to see the naked old lady in the shower anymore. Oh, yes, anymore. please. No more naked old men. <laughs> yes, thank you. And you no know one what? wants to yeah. see Naked you. old man with his foot up on the oh, bench. Oh, yes. Like fucking cleaning himself. Like, talking like. to each other like they're having a full-on conversation. They yeah, gotta be hey, how's it hanging? Yeah, hurry. I don't care. It's like, come on, man. Like, seriously, what is going on with your life? <sighs> like, at what point in your life do you go, you know what? I'm 72. I need I to go care. be naked for a while in front of other they men. Don't, like, they just why? don't give a fuck. There's a part of their brain, I think, that turns off their giving a fuck mentality. Yeah. That it translates through all things. Oh, like, too much, crow's, too much crow's milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. The crow's milk finally takes over the brain, and it morphs it into the final, <laughs> ultimate crow transformation. For that I don't give a fuck mentality. That's right. You see those crows standing in the street when you're driving your car? You're like, damn, I'm going to hit that bird. Damn, get out of the road, Bert. And then he just, like, he does one little hop just right out of the way. Oh, yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. He's like, it's all jacked up. Doesn't care. Exactly. So it's crow's eggs, That's what these old men are, except I I admire the crows. I don't admire these old men. They're cracking crow's eggs every morning at the gym, and they're just washing themselves butt-ass naked. He knows where to find (laughs) eagles' eggs. (laughs) Crow milk, of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crows' eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The the fortification and benefits of these crows' eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crows' milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah. Because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that I don't give a fuck mentality yeah. on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow, yeah, crow milk. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it and, and be one with, with your own, um, with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk, so. Thank you, crow milk.
I propose to you, old men, because I know there's a lot of old men in our audience. And oh, yeah. Like, uh, we have a millions. Large, yes, yeah. our millions. A, a large. Um, <laughs> uh, listen, do like a dry January for for your balls <laughs> for hanging, hanging out. Dong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you're hanging dong at the gym, <laughs> think about doing a dry January. 86% of old men who Get are dry for up. January rethink how much they like to stand there naked for 12 hours. That is Terry Clothsarong or something. Terry Clothsarong. <laughs> <laughs> A loincloth, something. Oh, my God. It checks your whole day, though, because you're in the zone. You're in your own world. Oh, yeah. And you just walk in. You're like, oh. Oh, well, okay. okay. I'm never going to get that out of my head. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And it just happened. Do you remember, the, you remember the Seinfeld where George Costanza is, like, posing um, for the photos? It's a very famous photo. It's a, very, it's a lot like Burt Reynolds. Um, Kramer's taking photos of him, and George Costanza's, like, I don't remember. laying out. Oh, it's great. You guys have seen the Burt Reynolds photo, right, where it's, no. where it's just him. He's, like, naked for everything but, like, just one thing right here. <laughs> no, Deadpool I, did it. I have not Deadpool seen that Deadpool recreated the photo. It's a very famous photo. No. Oh, is it like him, like, laying on his yes. side? Uh, yeah, that's it. I think that was <laughs> from his Playgirl shoot. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, I have uh, seen a parody of that, yeah. So, yeah, there's hella parodies of yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one time I took these, uh, these like I had, I uh, worked at a, at a group home for a long time and I had these two uh, group home clients who just turned 18. So I was like, hey, you guys should sign up for the gym. You're, you're workout enthusiasts. We'll go, we'll work out. So we went to the gym and I was like, you guys go to the sauna because after you're done with the gym, the sauna is really nice. And there's real specific rules for the sauna. Like, don't worry, you're not going to see anything crazy. You know, everyone has to wear a shirt in the sauna, stuff like that. Right. We walk into the sauna and I'm trying to give these 18 year olds a good and impression of the gym and we walk in and there's just this dude in a full out fucking Burt Reynolds Costanza like fully naked with his wang just hanging out and like I'm like, oh my god! Like this is this yeah, is horrible. Happened. And they, they never two went bums back. Making it in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. never. Yeah, exactly. They never went back. It was horrible. No, I wouldn't go back yeah. either. I know they were like, what the hell, Charles? Uh, well, speaking of what the hell, a super blood wolf moon is nice. coming, guys. Uh, also, that, my doesn't that sound called. exciting, Dahlia? Super blood wolf moon. That was actually my uh, my band name. <laughs> Super Blood Wolf Moon. Super Blood Wolf Moon. I was into uh, anime and heavy metal in, when I was 12 years old. Oh, you yeah. Know? So Super Blood Wolf Moon was also oh, an anime yeah. that I was working on. It never took off. Yeah, it was It was like kind of hentai-ish, wasn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, if you, yeah, it was a little little kabuki, you know, <laughs> stuff going on there. Super Blood Wolf Moon. It was, it was an adult-themed Anime or bukkake? Mm. Oh man, that's Both. rough. It was a it was a it was a kabuki yeah. theater where bukkake was on display. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> that's actually that's funny because Super Blood Wolf Moon is the name of Jet James Hetfield's firstborn <laughs> child. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Kanye West's new kid, Super Blood Wolf Moon. Oh West. no, yeah. yeah, they're gonna be headlining Coachella next year. <laughs> that's right. They are. That's right. No, as infants. <laughs> yeah, as infants are gonna be headlining. <laughs> It's just going to be them on the stage. <laughs> Whoopity woo. Yeah, he'll just Scoop be doing scoopity poop. Scoopity poop. Uh, so apparently the supermoon is going to take place on the night of January 20th and the morning of January 21st. Yes. It's the last total lunar eclipse until 2021. And people in all of North America and South America, as well as parts of Asia, will be able to witness it. As for the name, the term blood moons come from the red hue that the moon appears to have during a lunar eclipse. And the term supermoon has to do with the apparent size of the moon. So where does Wolf Moon comes from, right? Well, it's from the Farmer's Almanac, mm. and it comes from names that some Native American groups have given to each full moon throughout the year. 
So January's full moon was dubbed the Wolf Moon because amid the cold and deep snows of midwinter, the wolf's packs howled hungrily outside Indian villages. Hmm. The Wolf Moon. So, this is pretty, pretty cool. cool, huh? Yeah, this is pretty cool for me and a group of about five people that are waiting for the next um, resurgence of the Dark Lord, <laughs> Umbawatu. That's right. I can't wait. They can them. finally sacrifice they, uh, yeah. for the super blood wolf moon. You so. say the magic words, Awimaway. <laughs> yeah, Awimaway. Exactly. Not Awimbaway. Don't you uh, dare say Awimbaway. It's Awimaway. There's no B in there. There's no B in there. And on that note, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. See ya. Fire Peace. dog. Peace. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of the garage rock show tgrs assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein this disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com